right here. I just want to read you some scripture right here. Because Brother Michael was teaching in Sunday school about faith. And, and uh, just a song came to my mind and also uh, some scripture came to my mind. But in Psalms 34, uh, 4 through 8, it says, I, and this is David, David speaking, so I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all fears. They looked upon Him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Amen. The angels of the Lord encamped around them that feared him and delivered, delivered them. I like this right here. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. You know, only Him, we can put our faith in Him. He's going to, whatever sure. situation we're in, you know, God's going to get us through that by faith. He's going to do that. He's going to deliver us all. So look at this. Uh, I want you to look at this in. Just look at page 704. 704. Then we're going to sing 705. God will make the way.
Yeah. You're sweeter every time. Right. Right. Yeah. It's sweeter every time. Sing. Every time. Can we sing the second verse for the mic? Let's sing the second verse. Sing the second verse.
Uh, let's think I'd rather have Jesus. Uh, Y'all can sing it in. I'd rather have Jesus. Just sing this one and then we'll, we'll turn over to Brother Steve. Five or six. say, being honest, that life wouldn't be worth a living without him today. Amen. But because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And, uh, it is worth living only because of him. And I'm, I'm so glad of that today. It's good to see each one of you that's here today. Good to have all of our visitors and uh, good to see the Williams family back here. We appreciate y'all being here today. And I uh, want to encourage anybody if you're here today and you don't know Jesus in the free pardon of sin that uh, it's already been mentioned in our in, the, in our prayers this morning that uh, we'd love to see nothing better than for you to come and find Jesus as your, as your Savior today. And uh, I, I always pray that the Spirit would meet with us each time we come over here to the house of God, and I can uh, I believe I can be true in saying that the Spirit has met with us this Amen. morning, and I really appreciate that today because without it, uh, there's nothing. Uh, you and I can do. 
but when God comes on the scene, uh, it's just He just changes everything. He's a difference maker. Uh, a lot of people say with a star ball player, uh, they say, boy, he's the difference maker on the team. But I'm going to tell you, uh, Jesus is the difference maker in life today. Right. He's the only one that can make a true difference in our in our life today. But uh, I appreciate each one of you. I've really enjoyed the devotion this morning and uh, the Sunday school lesson and everything that's uh, been done and said. And uh, uh, I have a few verses of familiar scripture in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, I'd like to read. And I realize that we've talked a lot about, uh, about this. Brother Dustin preached on um, uh, these, these uh, people of faith and, 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 and how they, examples of their faith and things that they did. And, uh, uh, and also Brother Michael, as he's teaching in, in Genesis and we're getting into talking about Abraham here, the things that he did. Uh, but, but this is where the Lord uh, led us to, uh, to read. And I'm going, only going to read uh, uh, two or three verses in the 11th uh, chapter. Uh, but as we read this, I want you to think about, um, uh, there was a classic movie that I'm sure uh, most everybody that's my age or older has seen, I'm sure, maybe some of the younger people hadn't, but the movie was called The Wizard of Oz. And um, I was intrigued with that movie when I was a kid, and, and, and even though The Witch on there scared me to death and I had nightmares after I'd watched it, there was a part in that movie at the very end where, where Dorothy was back at home in Kansas on her farm of her aunt and uncles and she said this, she said, there's no place like home. And she looked around and saw, uh, saw those farmhands and, and, and her aunt and uncle and she said, there's no place like home. And uh, for just a few minutes, I'd like to preach on that thought, there's no place like home today, and I want you to think about that, and I want you to see this in a spiritual, in a spiritual sense. Uh, everybody knows that I'm a homebody, and, and I, I I just soon be at home as be anywhere, uh, or on vacation uh, as, as on vacation. But I uh, 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 I want you to think about no place like home as we read this scripture. Uh, the Bible says in the eleventh uh, chapter of Hebrews, in the eighth verse, it says by faith. Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. I want you to think about that just for, just for a minute, not knowing whether he went. And it said in the ninth verse, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now I will read that one more time. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, uh, whose builder and maker uh, is God. And as we begin to uh, look at this, and we've, we've talked a lot during our revival, it was preached on and about the faith of Abraham and uh, how that he sojourned as a uh, 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 as pilgrim and a stranger uh, here on this earth, looking for a city uh, uh, not made with hands today. And uh, and so as we begin to look and think about this, I would like for us to uh, 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 think about uh, a place that we've never seen with our carnal eye today. Uh, not not any of us have ever seen uh, uh, heaven today. I believe that uh, if you've been born again and uh, uh, you've had that experience. The Lord has allowed you to uh, sit in some heavenly places. I've been uh, 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 privileged to sit in some heavenly places right here uh, at Liberty Hill Church. And, uh, uh, but I want to talk to us uh, just for a few minutes about uh, uh, realizing that there's uh, no place like home uh, today. And I realize that there, I came from a family that uh, uh, far as I know, we had a uh, we had an established 
uh, and, a, and a, a home life. There wasn't anything around my house that uh, uh, caused a lot of trouble or uh, would cause problems in the family. But I had a, I'll just say it like this, I had a stable uh, household. It wasn't anything uh, to write home about. It wasn't anything uh, fancy. And a lot of people might have considered it uh, kind of boring, but uh, I had a, a good home life. And there's a lot of you here today that had a good, stable, balanced home life. But there's a lot of kids today uh, in the world that we live in, and a lot of times we try to put the blinders on when it comes to that. But uh, whether we see it or whether we don't, there's a lot of children today that do not have a home life. Amen. Uh -huh. I, I, I've heard people say uh, in reference to somebody that's uh, getting in a lot of trouble and seems to be uh, their life going in the wrong direction. And I've heard people that knew them from their childhood say, well, they just didn't have no home life. And, and what they meant by that was they didn't get it home what they should have got. Uh, amen. And caused them uh, maybe later in life to make uh, some very uh, poor decisions. But uh, I want us to think about just for a few minutes. It, it takes more today uh, to have a home than just to take some two by fours and two by sixes and two by eights and tens and wiring and PVC pipe and roofing shingles to form a house uh, to make that a home today. It uh, becomes a home, amen, I believe, uh, when the family is established uh, in that today. I, I'm glad today that uh, I, when I have a desire uh, to go back to my house, it's not that house that I'm really being drawn to, but it's really being drawn home today. Amen. I, I remember many times uh, uh, we'd be on vacation for two or three days and, and we'd leave and we'd be heading to the house. And, and Brother Michael, I'd be uh, thinking when we were still a couple of hundred miles away, I'd be thinking, boy, I just can't wait uh, to get home. Now, why I was so excited about that, I don't know, because the motel that I was staying in, if there was a plumbing problem or any kind of problem, they had a maintenance man. had to take care of it. I realized that as I got closer to home, if there was any problem there, Brother Bo, it was going to fall on this old boy. I'd have to take care of it. But nevertheless, I had a desire to get home. It was familiar surroundings. I, I knew what was there. I knew about it. And that's where I wanted to go. And I've said many, many times, as Dorothy said, as she woke up there in her bed, there is no place like home today. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we begin to look here, and it, and it said that uh, Abraham, that uh, he looked for a city which hath foundations, uh, whose builder and maker is God today. And, and uh, you and I are sojourning today in a land uh, today I thought about as we walk through this land. Somebody said, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Well, if you're really one of God's children, you really shouldn't feel real at home in this world. The closest I feel at home today is over here with God's people. I, I, when I hear them testify about what God's done for them, I, I, when I see folks get up and begin to sing the praises of God, that makes me I feel at home. I, but I'm going to tell you today, uh, as Brother Wayne says, he was leading the scene. Uh, there's something far better uh, than you and I have here on this earth. Uh, and I've been in some services, and you have too, where you just about left here. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, there's a home waiting on you and I today. Amen. And there's no place like it today. Amen. 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 So we begin to look. And, and I wrote down some verses here uh, out of the Bible that. Uh, that related to this and over in 1 Corinthians uh, uh, Paul said uh, he was quoting from Isaiah here when he said this he said but as it is written I have not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man how uh, the things which God hath pre prepared uh, for them that love him but listen to what Paul said here in the next verse but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, even the deep things 
of God today. So as we begin to I think about this and, and, and we don't know exactly what all it's going to be like uh, but I, I tell you what I've wanted to preach about heaven ever since God called me and I reckon this is about close as I've ever got uh, to being able to do that. Uh, but I'm telling you today, amen uh, uh, there's no place like uh, uh, what he has prepared uh, uh, for you and I today. Uh, I'll tell you today uh, uh, there's nothing like being able to sit uh, in heavenly places uh, uh, with God's people uh, and them old songs begin to uh, ring out, amen. Uh, and I I begin to feel a uh, yearning in my heart I, I, to go to a place I, I, that these eyes have never seen before. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we begin to look a little bit further. And I remember one time the Bible said that Jesus sent out 70 uh, disciples uh, and he sent them out uh, and he told them what they might encounter or what they'd encounter uh, when they went out there. Uh, but the Bible said they returned with great joy uh, to the Lord. And they said even the devils uh, are subject to us uh, uh, through God today. Uh, and I thought about they were just they were just so happy that they were able to go and demand those demons to come out of people. And they had come out and they were just rejoicing about that. And they'd come to Jesus telling them how happy they were about that. But listen to what Jesus told them. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. In other words, whatever the devil can throw out there, I'll give you power to overcome that. To tread on it. Amen. He said, And nothing shall by any means hurt you. But I love what he said in the 20th verse here of Luke, of the, of the 10th chapter of Luke. He says, Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. He told them, Don't boast about being able to go around and, and cast out devils. It's a good thing. But don't rejoice in that. Amen. He said, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in the Lamb's Amen. book of life. Amen. Right. In other words, I believe what he was telling them there was there's no place like what I've got in store for those that love me today. And although he gives us power, and you and I have power today, amen, we can pray and get in touch with God. And I've seen prayers answered very recently, big prayers, things that the world had no control over. And I've seen them answered. And I rejoice in that when I see God answer these prayers. But I'm going to tell you something today. He's got something far bigger than that for you and I. Today, we've only scratched the surface, amen, of what he's got. Amen. There's no place like the home that he has prepared for those that love him today. Amen. He said over in one place uh, when he told his disciples over there and and uh, maybe his disciples were a little bit uh, concerned about death and what happens and all these things. And uh, Jesus told them, he said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you today. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, boy, I'm excited about mansions Today, I believe that he mentioned mansions because it was going to be room enough for whosoever will today. Anybody that would accept the plan of salvation, that there was going to be enough mansions there and room in those mansions to handle whosoever will. Amen. 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 I'm, I tell you, I get a little homesick standing up here preaching it today. Amen. Never quite seen while God got in store. But boy, I tell you, I buy our faith today. And I know what He's already done. And He's kept His promises in my life. And He's done what He said He'd do. And if He tells us that no eye has seen, amen, boy, I can only imagine, Pam, what He's got there. Amen. Amen. Before we go on, and we look just a little bit further. Amen. The Bible said that before Stephen was stoned to death, uh, the Bible tells us that as he was telling them about Jesus Christ, and I believe Stephen got in a big way. Some said 
Uh, he was a deacon. Some said he was a preacher. I don't know what he was, but I'll tell you this, he was full of the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and he commenced to, uh, telling them about the Lord. And he got to them so bad that they began to uh, close up their ears. And the Bible said uh, that right before they stoned him, they began to gnash on him. With, I can't imagine somebody biting on me. Amen. Uh, but they began to gnash on him with, uh, with their teeth. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened <laughs> and the Son of God, the Son of Man, standing on the right hand of God. I believe today how that Stephen was getting a little bit of a vision of where he was headed. Amen. And I imagine he was thinking to himself, there's no place like home Amen. today. Amen. Amen. You see, and I'm going to tell you what, you don't think that had an effect on some folks. I believe it had an effect on more than just Saul when he turned into Paul. I believe there was a lot of witnesses there that heard him and they saw as he was dying, amen, as he was in pain and in agony, all he can talk about was seeing Jesus on the right hand of the Father. Today, you don't tell me that's a good influence with somebody today. Boy, that I might can live a little more like Stephen did, amen, and have that example, uh, uh, amen, uh, to them. And what he was telling them had so much power in it uh, that they had to just close their ears. They didn't uh, want to hear it because it was cutting them to the heart. Amen. And that's what the gospel will do today. Amen. The Bible says in, in uh, 2 Corinthians, uh, Paul said, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, and let me say this, it will be dissolved. It will. It's not a matter of, it's not a matter of will it, but when today. He said, if it were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Amen. The Bible refers time and time again to what God has in store for those that love Him today. Amen. And I believe today that it'll make us realize that there's no place like home, even though He allows us to get high in the Spirit uh, here in this world today and here at church uh, we can get high in the spirit I don't believe it's any comparison today out of what God has in store uh, for them to look I don't believe these bodies uh, and this carnal mind uh, I will be able to uh, withstand what God has for uh, his people uh, on the other side of Jordan today but I'm telling you today there's no place there's no place like home amen, amen. Right. A place that we're yearning to be. That's the reason that I'm so envious a lot of times, uh, Brother Chris, when we're uh, holding a funeral, especially of somebody that's got a testimony and lived a life that uh, you could tell they knew something about the Lord. And a lot of times, Brother Roger, I begin to become kind of envious. And I know the Bible teaches us not to envy, but I become kind of envious of those that, even though they're laying there in the casket, there's nothing but an old dead carcass laying there. But I'm thinking about all things they're not having to go through anymore. Amen. I often say this, that somebody that's been on a lot of medication for most of their life, one of the, one of the most rejoicing things to me was, was after my mom died, and after my dad died, I remember, and the hospice nurses said, take all of that medicine. We're not going to give it to nobody else. You're not going to take it yourself. We're going to pour it down the toilet. Amen. And I'm going to tell you today, what a, what, and, I, and I think about that, and I, I begin to get homesick for yeah. a place that I've never been before. Right now, we're just pilgrims and strangers here in this land today. This is a world of sin. It's a world of destruction. Well, basically, it's a cursed world that we live in today. But through it, our faith, amen, the faith that Abraham had here, amen, as he sojourned and lived in tents, tabernacles, amen, and he could, he could see by an eye faith that God had something for him better. Amen. And I thought about that. The Bible said in the book of Revelations that uh, it'll be a place of no tears. Amen. Can you imagine? No death. Amen. No more death. Amen. No more making funeral arrangements. Praise God. No sorrow, no crying. 
No pain. No pain. Amen. Nobody's going to hurt your feelings. You're not going to wake up in the morning feeling like you're 59 years old. Amen. But all these things, that things that only things we know here on this earth will not be there. Maggie, I've always said that it, it's not as much what's going to be there to me as what's not going to be there. Amen. <laughs> amen. What I'm going to leave behind on this earth, amen, to go to a far better place today. We read the story of the prodigal son and we know the story how, that, how he asked his father for his part of his inheritance and he left that place. And the Bible said that he went into a far country and he took all of that money, everything that he had, and he began to spend it on riotous living, amen. But the Bible said that there was a famine came into that land, amen. He found himself, I guess the only job he could have was out there feeding pigs. Amen. And he hungered and he thirsted, I'm sure, and he even desired to have what those pigs were eating. That old nasty husk that they were eating. That's how hungry he had gotten. And the Bible said that when he come to himself and he realized how good he had back over there on the farm where he was raised. Amen. And, and he even compared, he said the servants, Amen. They've even got more food than they use. I'm willing to go back and just be a servant over there. I believe what he done was he got to realize that there wasn't no place like home. There was no place like home. And we know the story how that he, he went and headed back to his father's house. And before he got very close, the Bible said a long way off, his father had his arms opened up to him there to take him back in. I'm going to tell you today, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior today, Jesus has got his arms outstretched for you. Amen. He does. He does. He's telling you that there's no place like home. Right. There's no place like home. And he wants you to get homesick just as that prodigal son got homesick over there. Amen. Thought he was living the good life, but he wasted away everything that he had and found out that the true peace was back over there with his father. And that was a type and shadow of the love that Jesus Christ has for his children today. Maybe you've drifted away from God. Maybe you're not as close to him as you once were. Maybe you're, maybe you're in a far country. Amen. Somebody said, I'm right here in the building, preacher. But spiritually, you're in a far country today. And there's a famine in the land. You've gotten hungry. You're starving today. Why don't you come to the one that's got his arms open for you today? He's inviting you back into his fellowship and into his grace. Yes, Christians can get back slid today and can get far, far from God. It comes from one that's got experience with that today. Not speaking for anybody else, but speaking for myself. I know what it is to feel like I'm alienated from God today. If you're here today, lost and undone, backslid on God, whatever the situation might be, why don't you come? And I can assure you there's no place like home today. There's no place like it. being in the arms of Jesus Christ that loves you today. I'm fixing to close. Let me say this in closing. I've heard a lot of people say that if you don't get saved, that hell will be your home. But I'm going to differ on that just a little bit. A home is somewhere where you feel right. where you feel welcome. Right. Hell's not home. The Bible said that if one of us go there, we go as an intruder, an uninvited guest. Amen. And, and I've heard jokes made about it and people say, well, I'll be there with all my friends and this, that, and the other, just making very, very dangerous jokes 
about a real place that exists, that if the folks that are there right now could speak to you, they might even ask for one drop of water on their tongue. Amen. So hell's not their home. Hell is their everlasting place. And I don't know a whole lot of difference between hell and the lake of fire, but the Bible says that on judgment day, hell will give up its dead. And those that are found not written in the Lamb's book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. I imagine one's just as bad as the other. Amen today. I want to encourage you. There's no place like home today. There's no place. I'm looking forward to Lord Terry's is coming to going home here in a few minutes. My familiar surroundings. I am. I might fix me a matter sandwich. That's that's home to me. It's just being sitting there in my environment. Amen. I'll go out there and I'll diddle with dogs a little bit. <laughs> so homesick a far better place than that Maryland a place that he has in store for you and I amen. today amen so let me tell you today if you're on the road to hell maybe you maybe you came today already lost and undone without God and as brother Michael made mention of in his teaching we still believe that it takes the drawing power of God and we try to we try the best that we can to make the invitation as appetizing for you to come as we can. But it's God that does the drawing. Right. Amen. Brother Wayne, I pray. Uh, I pray constantly when I pray. I say, Lord, help me to speak when it's time to speak. Because I like to talk. And I say, help me to speak when it's time to speak. And help me, Lord, to be quiet when it's time to be quiet. I ask Him that. Especially when it comes down to this time of invitation. When the Spirit is inviting you to come. And what we're trying to do is encourage you because we know what we've got. We know what we've got. We know where it brought us from and where it's brought us to. We know that it's our future, it's our hope, it's our everything today. And we want you to have that same experience that we have today. We want you to miss this awful place called hell, which will not be your home, but it will be where you will be for an eternity as an uninvited guest today. You will not feel at home there. Amen. But I tell you what, when I got saved and I become part of the church, I felt at home. I did. I love you today. Come get us some song. Amen. Everybody will stand. 479. There's no place like home. Amen. Maybe your home life's not as good as others are. Amen. But God has got a home prepared for you that I can promise you today on the authority of God's Word. Everybody that goes there will be at home. Amen. With the Father. Go ahead.